Okay, my fellow Horn Toad loyal listeners, welcome back to the uh, Clagatoe Veteran Podcast, Season 6, Episode 10. I had to redo this uh, intro because I'm in here in the Hogan with uh, my nephew's uh, cat, David, and David just took a giant smelly shit, so it <laughs> it distracted me the first time, so I had to clean it out. All right, let's start it over again. Okay, so this being the first... Um, podcast in the month of October, uh, you know, I like to, uh, when I do these podcasts, I like to throw in, um, like Halloween related stories, skinwalkers, witchcraft, possessions, dolls. Uh, I really haven't done too much on dolls, just anything related to Halloween death. Um, I don't really haven't done too much about Satan, Satanism or satanic stuff, but, um, I have talked about, uh, demons and devils before. And, uh, so, this uh, segment, which is um, for, I mean, the theme for this episode is going to be alcoholic skinwalkers. So originally it was supposed to be domestic violence and alcoholism, but I figured, you know, we're in October. I've been pushing this uh, this episode back. It was originally supposed to be the opener for season six, but I kept pushing it back now to episode 10. So I might as well just go ahead and, um, you know, uh, throw in some um, scary stories or I don't know if you want to consider it scary stories, but Halloween-based stories. I'll, I'll just say it like that. So, once again, this is going to be a six-segment episode, and I'll keep them around 15 minutes long, and then, um, you know, we'll just uh, go ahead and continue on from there. So, this one, the first one, will be a distorted mindset. The second one will be childish behaviors. The third one will be drunken gods. The fourth one will be altered state of fear. The fifth one will be alcoholic possessions. And finally, the last segment of the night will be haunted intoxication stories. Now, that's the one where I just want to, excuse me, I just want to add all this together. And um, uh, originally, I was going to do a podcast for Sunday, um, October 1st, after we had our Clagato veteran meeting. And then I was going to do it Monday night after I went through to or after I went through the Nahatadzil um, veterans meeting and I was going to bring up all these updates but I was like you know what let's just skip all that I'll get back to it later I mean it's just it's pretty much the same old news um, but anyways uh, just to try to move on from uh, last episode about the the um, the nonprofit uh, crossroads I was talking about where the um, president really screwed everything up oh and David's puking over here crazy cat he was licking his fur constantly all afternoon and he's got a hairball anyways so without much further distraction from david and uh, no, you don't want to hear him uh, ga- uh gagging over here so let's go ahead and start it with the first segment of the uh, of the night and this one is going to be i'm sorry distorted mindset ah crap okay here we go All right, I think uh, David's done puking and shitting, so let's go ahead and start off this uh, first segment for Season 6, Episode 10, with the theme of Alcoholic Skinwalkers. This one will be Distorted Mindset, and this segment is about how Navajo's drunken mindset makes for easy possession through witchcraft spells and the result of their actions. 
So pretty much I just, you know, wanted to talk about how Navajos can't control themselves when they're drinking. Like, you know, um, what, what it would lead to is like a lot of regret, uh, hurting their family members, maybe not like physically, you know, it could hurt their family members, uh, like emotionally, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> my throat got all dry there. You know, it hurt them emotionally, and that's where, like, mothers can't really say too much to their child, because they know if they do, even even though it's like a 40, 50-year-old child, they could still lash out, attack their mother, or, you know, kill themselves. And so that's the whole thing that, um, you know, as far as all this talk of um, alcoholism... I'm not so much trying to talk down to Navajos about drinking. I'm just trying to say I don't want to be around them. I just don't feel like um, taking care of them. I don't want to be there when they realize what they've done to hurt their whoever they love. It could be their child, their sibling, their their parents, their elders, their significant others. You know, waking up with that regret is... Um, something that they're going to have to deal with. You know, I can't, I don't want to be there. You know, I'm just like, I didn't force anybody to drink. And, you know, the one time I did buy alcohol for my relatives out here in Clagato. Oh man, shit got bad that night, man. There was fights broke out and I felt really guilty. I you know, I wasn't drinking then either, but I thought, oh, okay, well, let me, you know, everybody's feeling pretty good. You know, let me go, um, Let's go down to Chambers, which at the time, Lee's Liquors was the, the spot to go, you know. And you get your, It's off of the reservation boundary line, so that's where everybody would go, get their liquor, and come back up. So I volunteered to cruise with uh, my relatives, my cousins, and um, I had like $10 on me, so I pitched in. And so when, I, when we got back, man, everybody was getting like sloshed and hammered pretty bad, and and so I stayed sober because, um, you know, first of all, I don't like, I do, I do not like alcohol. I don't like the way it smells. I don't like the memories it brings up. So, um, and like I said, it's, you know, bringing up, uh, people who I don't want to babysit and sure enough, you know, someone almost got raped. I happened to stop it, which, you know, to this day, I, I just really don't know. I mean, I don't want to think about what else could possibly go on with these other, um, so-called parties. And then that, that near rape almost turned, well, it kind of somewhat turned into a fight. And, um, as I was just like, damn, man, I felt so bad after that. You know, I was like, I was like, fuck this, man. I, you know, I'm never going to buy alcohol for these dumbasses again. And to this day, I kept my promise, you know, uh, I mean, not kept my promise, but I kept my word. And now, there were a few times where I got tricked into giving some people money where they're like, oh, we need to get some gas or I just need a, uh, you know, we're running low on food. I need to go to go to the store, get some potatoes. I'm like, oh, OK, all right. And then next thing you know, they got all drunk. And so, you know, that's where I got tricked. But anyways. So the other thing about this, um, you know, distorted mindset is, excuse me, um, you know, when people are talking about spirits, you know, they, uh, as far as drinking alcohol goes, you know, uh, even uh, Navajo Pedro, a uh, former co-host, he was talking about this a few times where 
um, he says that spirits, that is what it is. You know, it, it alters your state of reality pretty much. And he, he said there was like another spirit inside that bottle and he kept drinking. And yeah. And when he finally realized, you know, when he finally was sober, I guess he realized what damage he had done to his family. So he said he felt like shit, you know, but he couldn't stop because he was an alcoholic. So nowadays he's, you know, doing his, uh, counseling, uh, program down in Phoenix. So he's, it's called big bear house. So if anybody wants to, uh, have a legit reason to get sober or just want to do your best to not go down that same routine, you know, you can always call that up, ask for him. And, um, and I'm pretty sure he's more than willing to help out anybody nowadays. And he's been sober, sober, <laughs> sober for about, um, going on two years, I think it is. So he's, he's making great strides anyways. Um, so that's where, uh, when, um, especially when, uh, Navajos get really drunk, you know, it's easy to kind of control them in a way, but there's also that, that one Navajo that's always violent, like my, my, like my alcoholic brother was. And the thing about him was he would always grab a knife, man. He'd, he'd always try to like stab somebody. And I remember one time in, um, uh, when I was in, uh, first, first grade in Albuquerque, um, I don't remember what happened, but he was drunk and, you know, there was a lot of shouting. My mom and dad weren't home. Um, my cousin was, and then next thing you know, my sister goes, um, my, our, my older sister told me and my other sister to jump out the window and, and get out to the street because, uh, my brother was going crazy and he grabbed a knife. So he's trying to cut people. So that kind of freaked me out. And then, um, so sure enough, man, um, he was, he was, um, uh, my brother was, I guess he was trying to kill our cousin. And I just remember seeing my cousin just hauling ass out the front door and we were standing on the other side of the street and I saw my, my poor cousin running out. And then there was my brother with a knife. And then, um, I, I think it was the neighbors or maybe one of the family members. I don't remember who it was, but somebody called the police and when the police came over, um, somehow they, they tackled him down or they tased him. I'm not sure how it all went down or they told him to drop the knife. But the one thing I did remember was, um, I was going to go back into the house to get like a jacket or something. Uh, I think it was another shirt. And, um, he was, my brother was, uh, his, his hands were, were handcuffed. And then it also his, uh, one of his, uh, shirts, uh, like long sleeve shirts, was um tied around his ankles and around his wrists at the same time so he was rolling around on his belly and he was uh cussing out the cops and that you know that really freaked me out as a kid you know I'm like what what's wrong with him you know why is he acting like this you know it was um it was a pretty terrible sight but that image you know that's what I carry with me to this day as an adult and whenever I see somebody getting drunk. I'm like, is this the type of person that's going to grab a knife and try to stab their family or run after somebody or, and, you know, and knowing, you know, what I know now about self-defense through the military, if that were to happen nowadays and somebody came running after me with a knife and they were drunk, 
I more than likely will stand my ground and uh, disarm them. <laughs> and I will enjoy it, man. Let's just put it that way. I will enjoy... Well, if I get cut and stabbed, yeah, I guess that's just a part of it. But um, it, I'm just so sick and tired of, um, you know, having that memory of my late older brother just being an alcoholic. And um, whenever he would get drunk, he would always grab a knife and try to stab somebody, cut somebody... The next day he would, yeah, he would feel like shit, you know, or he would be in jail and he'd be like, damn, what the hell did I do? You know, but he couldn't help it. And years later, when I was in high school, I finally found out why he was always drinking, why he was always pissed every time he got drunk is because he was molested as a kid, man. I was like, he told me that one time when he was drunk and, and I know that fat asshole he was talking about, um, is, it was over there in Twojile. So when I think about that, I think of all the, my aunties and uncles and cousins, you know, that I grew up knowing how many of them were molested and raped, you know, how many were able to keep it to themselves and keep living, how many were able or not able to hold on to it and just kind of drink themselves to death or just kill themselves or just pretty much waste away. And I'm like, damn, man, that's, that's, that's really sad because, um, the same, my same brother, the alcoholic one night, um, are, they're, they're not so much our cousins, but they're, they uh, are our uncles and aunties through clan. And then not only that, but, um, they, um, they're, they live right there. They're our neighbors on our dad's land. So they would come over and they would drink. And I was like, I, I just knew that after what happened over here in Clagato, when I was like in the ninth grade or was it the eighth grade and someone almost got raped and the big old fight broke out. I just knew that, you know, in high school now I didn't want to be around those guys. And sure enough, man, fight broke out. And my brother was fighting. I don't know. All of them, I guess. I don't know. It's like, he was a little guy. He was about five foot eight, but man, that dude could really fight. And I always knew it was going to come down to me and him one of these days, but it never did. It got close a few times because I told him, I said, Hey, you sure you want to do this? Because, you know, I went through the army and, you know, I, I can put you flat on your back. You know that, right? And, and he would just kind of stand there all puffed up with his chest all swole, you know, like he was going to do something. And I'm like, well, I'm the one who's sober here. You're unbalanced, uncoordinated. So, I got every advantage to, you know, throw you down, you know, but anyways, so one of the things that really kind of bugged me about that time they were drinking was, um, you know, and then that fight broke out, um, over there in Tuojale was, uh, one of my aunties, she was, she was drunk and they were yelling, you know, and she told my drunken brother, she goes, you raped me when I was a kid. And I was like, damn, that's fucked up, you know? And then to make things more fucked up, my brother t yells back at her and it felt fucking good. And she just like was silent. I was like, damn. So nowadays when I think on that, I think of how brutal that was, you know, and I never brought it up to him, but I've always wanted to, you know, but unfortunately he drank himself to death and there's also like witchcraft in involved in that. So, uh, you know, that's a whole nother topic, but for now, I'm just talking about that distorted mindset that he had. And, and in Tuojale, man, just skinwalkers running rampant, running wild, you know, and, um, 
and I'm pretty sure there was one on top of the hill or behind a house or sitting in a tree or whatever, excuse me, and just enjoying this fight that broke out. Because, you know, uh, if anything, if you're, if you're a skinwalker and you, and you know, uh, native ravagers, alcoholic brother, you know, that it's easy to get him into a position where you can use him to kill somebody possibly, you know? So that is where I don't like the idea of alcohol, you know, numbing you. And I know there's televisions and movies and, you know, there's comedy about it. You know, you, you, you drink that alcohol and, you know, you have fun times or something memorable or something crazy happens like, um, super bad, you know, that movie, uh, Seth, Evan and, uh, Fogel, they all, you know, are out to, to get drunk and get laid, you know? So yeah, in that sense, it is funny, but you know, the way I see it in reality, just kind of looking at how Navajos do it, it's just, it's just not for me, man. I don't like the idea of, you know, not being in control of myself and I'm not being in control of my actions. So that's why these skinwalkers, they have a hard time trying to witchcraft me because they know that, you know, mentally I'm sharp and I already know they're, you know, I already know their tricks and stuff like that. So, uh, for the most part, that's what I really wanted to say for a while now, you know, I've been, I was like, damn, I got to say this on the podcast. Cause I, maybe it might help somebody out. Maybe, you know, it could change someone's perception, you know, to hear my personal stories of why I don't drink, why I just don't want to bother alcohol. And then drugs is another thing. I don't, my family's didn't really mess with drugs too much, but, um, it's just one of those, um, substances where it's like, well, if alcohol is, is shitty, you know, it's a shitty deal, then, you know, regular drugs and all that's going to really not be worth it. And like I said, my, the oldest brother, he died from pharmaceuticals cause he was, he's too damn stubborn, man. He, and uh, we kept telling him, Hey, lower your dosage. He's like, no, the doctors know then. And yet little did he know, and we know he was ruining his kidneys by taking that high dosage of, um, all these medications that the doctors prescribed for him. So, and you know, he didn't want to give it up because it made him feel good. So anyways, so that's going to do it for this first segment and, um, I'll get ready to jump into the second one, but that was a distorted mindset, you know, and that's just, you know, unfortunately it probably lead, led to a bunch of, uh, killings of family members on the res, you know, I know it does for the city and the county and the country and all that, but I'm just, I'm just talking from my point of view anyways. Uh, so let's go ahead and cut that off. We could always jump back to it later if we need to, but, um, let's go to the second one. And this one will be childish behaviors here on the Clagato veteran podcast. Stand by. <laughs> 